everything I know I learn from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run quarterback status And then some Damn the new 52 Buying up every issue on DC Not exclusively what I'm into Bastards Comics with the healthy Wolverine classics The soul down below So anything can go Hell be exclusively fill the past enemy Saber tooth And you killed your dad for the second time in hell Man tell me that's not badass Thank you for calling CBMFP. How can I help you? Oh, what? I, I thought this was going to be a recording. This is a live person? Of course, sir. We're here 24-7 to help you with your CBMFP needs. What can I do to make your listening experience better? Stop sucking balls. Oh, well, let me get you my supervisor. Hey, no, no. Get over here, girly. I ain't done with you and tell him about your balls sucking. Hey, what's going on, guys? CBMFP, Comic Bastards. I'm Kevin. I'm Dustin. And you're listening to our crown, Jewel, 4-0. Yep. 4-0. 4-0. Chris, if you listen to other podcasts, probably like, whatever, they're on 85. And yeah. I'm like, shut up. 652 assholes. Well, See you there. record five a week, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> yeah, we record one a week. So Thanks there. For- <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. That was my rebuttal. That's all I had. That's- that was a good rebuttal. Slow week in the comic world. I think yep. the dust is still settling. Yeah, I'm still learning to speak from Comic-Con 2012. Yeah. Not not a lot happens that's worth talking uh, talking about. Or really not so much that it's not worth talking about. It's just that so much happened that usually people are just playing catch up with the news. Right. Everything's kind of done. It's marinating out there. Yeah. Letting the people absorb it. Yeah, really, publishers are just saying, hey, here's what you missed, because we know you weren't paying attention. Yeah, because we shot our wad, and now yeah. you got some explaining to do. Because <laughs> yeah, it's some questionable stain. It's Danger Sunday best. That's, <laughs> that's horrible. That's weird. So what do you want to talk about news-wise? news-wise. Is, there anything, is, is there anything that kind of tickled your fancy other than all the television news? Yeah, really just, that's kind of all that happened was TV. It was like the comic industry took a break. Hollywood was like full throttle. Yeah. Hollywood was like, we're going to... Pants down, spread <laughs> cheeks, here I come. We're going to rape you. <laughs> um, well, there's that Avengers TV show. Possibility. Possibility. It sounds very, I don't know. Maybe. I don't particularly see that being a smart move because it's like you said in your post on the website, comicbastards.com, that... They they're not going to use those core characters. You're not going to recast, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a TV Tony Stark. No. You know, or a TV Hawkeye or something like that. You're going to do different characters, and then there's the possibility of just confusing your audience with like, how many fucking Avengers are there? And I it really got me thinking of like, how big can the Marvel universe and the film and TV get before you start losing people? Because they're not they're not comic com- book fans. They're not. Yeah, they're not comic book fans, and half those characters, I hate to break it to you, Marvel, and in DC, you're super guilty of this. Yeah. You don't have commercial successes in every character. No, you don't. Like, if you, I mean, what was that? Uh, 
I know I'm probably wrong right now, but remember back in the day, I think it was like the 90s, like they had that Generation X show? Yeah, well, it was a TV movie. Right. Yeah, and, and then, it aired on Fox, and it was... It was a bit... It was, it was god-awful. Yeah, but granted, they had that sci-fi Mutant X where it was like, oh, this is Lucy based off of mutants, but we waited until like episode 10 to decide to tell you that that's what it actually was. And granted, it's a different climate now where people respect you know, those properties more. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't really see it going anywhere. And if you do put a cast together, uh, Joe Q public's going to be like, who the fuck are these guys? Exactly. Well, I don't see the Hulk. I don't that's see... the thing is they're not going to, you know, as a comic book fan, and I can tell you a shit ton about every Marvel character, every DC character and their origin, because I'm a comic book fan. I live for it, you know, I I find interest in it, but the average person is just like, whatever, I just want to see Hulk break shit and Captain America show up and say something. Throw the shield. Yeah, that's it, you know. Ride the motorcycle. <clears throat> you don't have it in this? You don't have it. What about the helmet? No? Fuck. This is a rip. Yeah, I mean, I guess the big comic news was Marvel released the Captain America Marvel Now redesign the ultimate suit basically yeah it was just like hey we watched the movie and then we read ultimates and then we put chainmail on it that was it and it looks really stupid because it's like a chest piece with chainmail i and whatever yeah i was like and this isn't this guy that's doing the design he's not drawing any of the books that he's gonna appear oh okay so this is pointless why are you releasing this because every artist and he even said in like the interview like every artist is gonna have their own spin on it yeah, they're going to be like, guess what? That chainmail sucks balls to draw. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what Joe Q said. He was like, he was a real pain in my ass to do that. I'm like, shut up, motherfucker. You draw like one thing a year now. Yeah. I don't want to hear how chainmail mail, uh, fucked you up for a day. Right. So, especially when I saw how big that image was and you only had to draw like 10 of them. <laughs> I mean, it's really difficult. Draw pebbles then. All right. There's wow. a challenge for you. Draw the beach. <laughs> Don't cheat either, like the little dots. Don't fucking cheat and let the colors do all the work. Colors the is like fucking. Oh, does everything take place on a beach? A gradient tool in Photoshop. You mm. Dick bag. I want to see each individual grain of sand. Yeah. I want to believe that I'm there. I want to squish my toes through it, Joe. I want to see real footprints, not those fucking fake ones. You ruined Spider-Man. I drew it on top. <laughs> I want to see where it breaks the sand. Jesus, dude. What is he like? Is God carrying him? Is that why the other two footprints disappeared? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. You never saw that? The motivational thing? Dude, yeah, you need I to did. find you need to find Jesus, bro. Cause you're coming at no, me with no, this. Start that shit. <laughs> um no, I I think you misunderstood what I said, but that's fine. It's well, yeah. <laughs> now we're misunderstanding because you ain't got the Lord of your life. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Yeah, so Captain America. Still fighting for America. He figured with our economy so shitty he'd move on to another country. <laughs> What do you mean this check bounce? I got little A babies. <laughs> the only I place to you can go would be China. Well, I guess Canada's economy. No, that's true. Yeah. Doing really well. Canada don't want them. Don't they have? They want a Canadian to represent them. They're like, we got the alpha fucktards. We're good. <laughs> we got those guys that you guys can't write down there in the states. <laughs> you know, dude's a bird. Some shit. Yeah, a. <laughs> Well, yeah, there is Snowbird. But she can turn into any animal that's white. Fucking lame, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was giving parking tickets in the last uh, the last eight-issue run. Who is a superhero giving parking, parking tickets? Parking tickets. I punched that. She worked for the government. 
That's Ooh. where she got reassigned. They were like, you're a meter maid. I know you could fuck some shit up. <laughs> and, you know, you're pretty smoking hot, but you're a meter maid. <laughs> so, and have fun. <laughs> it's, it's a real wonder why this book's not around right now. Cause I remember I read that, and it was like, let's show Alpha Flight in their day-to-day lives before riveting. danger comes. And Northstar was just like, I'm one day away from hitting my husband. <laughs> so, that was before they were married, but still, he was. I mean, he knew what he was getting into, marrying him, you know. Maybe. Abusive. Maybe he won't come Verbally home. Verbally abusive more than anything. <laughs> Maybe he won't come home one night after an adventure. And he'll just be like, ah, oh, finally free. Finally, I don't get to be called shithead. <laughs> Punched in the fucking kidney. <laughs> kidney punch. <laughs> Man, a super speed kidney punch, dude. That'd probably pop him. <laughs> Just. <laughs> oh, now you're dying because uh, all those toxins that were in there floating in your system. But before you die, I'm going to caress your ball sack. He's <laughs> like, no, dude. Go get an ambulance. Oh, no, take. You're super fast. Just take me to the hospital. You couldn't, you couldn't withstand <sighs> the speeds, bro. Speeds my love. No, you can't in comic books. They don't really give a shit about that. <laughs> they don't care if the, the <laughs> if fucking second character can breathe or not. So This flesh doesn't get ripped off his yeah. skull. That's why Superman's flying lows around the city all the time. You want to do Moss oh, hang, 4? Hang on, I'm going really fast. He's like... Their <laughs> <laughs> so. skin's just like... Uh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Science. Don't fucking apply. Mm-mm. What else is going on? Because that was a terrible tangent about it. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing. It's true. Battle Royale. Getting uh, fucked not up. Even, not even, even want to talk, talk about, about that. that. Fuck CW, man. If yeah. you work for it, CW, you burn it to the ground. It almost made me not want to watch Arrow. And yeah. I've been looking forward to Arrow. But then I saw that shit and I was like, I don't want to support your network now. God, dude. Like, how? I don't know. You guys can. Dare you. There's a movie called Battle Royale. Based Everyone on, fucking knows Based off a book. If you got Netflix, you can stream that shit now. Because I forget the company's name. They brought it, they got the license for it. Yeah. So. I I almost murdered a coworker because she I was talking about it because I was like enraged. And she was like, Oh, is that the Japanese version of Hunger Games? And I seriously like, It I, sure is, you dead bitch. And you start choking. I her. stood up and I was like, <laughs> What did you just say to me? Like, she had never seen me so angry. I was like, don't you... I was like, don't you ever fucking call it that again. Dude, I would have... Like, don't you ever. Falcon punch right in her tit. Just boom, blow it clean off. <laughs> just be like, yeah, I'm out of my mind. This yeah, been I like, was so enraged. I was like, I was like, not only does the book predate the novel versions, the both movies predate the Hunger Games movie. I was like, and that fucking... An- or the mangas. I was like, oh, I'm just... Oh, I was like... I was like, you're lucky you're pregnant, otherwise I would just punch your head. Uh, two for off. one. But yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm crazy. Double homicide. <laughs> so, but I, I didn't, I did not strike her. I, wow. I wouldn't have, but I mean, man, if I heard, if I walked home with my brother or something said that, I would just be like, boop. Is there like a flight of stairs you could accidentally beat no. her down and be like, oops, sorry, Josephine didn't mean to bump you. Oh, 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 I, oh. I wouldn't oh. do that. But. It was an accident. I got your back. <laughs> I mean, I didn't talk to her for the rest of the day, so oh, that was probably a reward. And since then. we're the only two non-stupid people in the office, that was you know that was punishment enough, I guess. Oh, well, I guess. Just a note: there's only three people in our office. So, <laughs> so you, you basically were just a dick to one person. 
well, I'm a dick to the other guy all the time because he's just like, hey, watch me put a penis in my mouth. I'm like, I don't need to see that. <laughs> oh, where do you, where are you get there, Chief? <laughs> I was like, that's not appropriate. I woke up the penis employee of downtown. <laughs> I do not work there. And I hope that that does not exist. Dude, it does. This is Los Angeles. Oh, boy. Well. What a real sour note <laughs> to start a podcast on. I'm, I'm sorry. You walked us there. I just I skipped along the way, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Why are you going to catch the heat, the blame? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just goes that this is not a way to celebrate 40 episodes of bringing no, it shenanigans. Is. It is. It's the only way we know how. It's I. I'll say the apologies for the <laughs> I think we should stop apologizing to them. I mean, if they're still listening, really, like, at this point, it's on you. <laughs> so, Look in the mirror, bro. You did this to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're tuning in every week, I just want to hear him say that they're sorry for fucking making me listen to that. <laughs> then you have other problems. That's true. So, so thank you for... <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to 40 episodes of CBMFP. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. (laughs) No, no, you're too soon. You're too soon. Sorry. What else you guys... You know, let's just go into what we've been reading, because that's the only thing that hasn't changed, right? Or do you want to wait? Well, why don't we do that when we talk to that guy? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was a long, dramatic pause of like, oh, who could it be? But no one bit. No one was like, no one helped me out. <laughs> Just let me hang in. <laughs> you want to do that? Yeah. All right. I, oh, oh, hold on. Someone's at the door. <laughs> knock, knock. Knock, knock. Stay on your phone, bro, because we're going to talk to you. Okay, everybody. We got a super special gift to you guys here at the CBMFP. We have... A guest. Uh, yes. We've we've done that in the past before, and you know, like it or hate it, we are going to keep doing it <laughs> until you just start to like it. Today, he is working with a Xenoscope. He has a book out called Robin Hood. Well, not, not yet. Well, you can't get it yet, but you're going to get stoked on it when you see what it's all about. I promise. His name is Patrick Shand. Did I say that correctly, or did I botch it? That's fine. That's good. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I apologize for that. W- welcome, Patrick. No, no, no. That's right. Yeah, Patrick Shane. That's good. Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. Um, welcome. Going, guys? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. good. Just um, relaxing, just finishing up some scripts for Zenoscope. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's, it's a nice Sunday. Nice and quiet. So, I'm glad to be talking to you guys. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us. So, um, so what is sexy Robin Hood? I mean, uh, Robin Hood about? <laughs> well, it's obviously about movies. Um, yeah. No, it's um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's about this hero. Um, I was an English major in college, so I was a big fan of the old Robin Hood tales. So when they asked me to kind of take on this new take of Robin Hood, I assumed it would be a girl. So I already had ideas going in because they did that with Jungle Book, and it works very well. And it's kind of um, bringing strong female characters into comics is a kind of um, idea that pervades all the Xenoscope books. So I, I knew that going in. So I worked with Raven, Gregory, and Joe Brusha on developing an outline for Robin Hood. And what I really wanted to do was just make sure that it was its own tale while also giving respect to the 
old stories. You know, like I love all the old ballads, and I, I want to pay respect to all that and make all my English professors from college very happy. <laughs> but I also want to tell a tale that makes sense in, in a modern sense, so you will get a very modern hero here. Because what it is is, um, Robin, our hero, is a high school girl. She's actually um, she's a senior in high school, and before she can graduate, she's sucked into the world of grim fairy tales, Mist. So it's really playing with the dichotomy of this modern girl who we can very much relate to in this very not modern, almost Games of Thrones-esque world. Hmm. And are you are you going to use any of the um, the old tales for any sort of source material or anything like that, or is it just like a hundred percent all you? Definitely no. It's um, it's definitely going to have a lot of the old stuff because. If not, I would have just tried to do it as a creator-owned. Um, but no, we, we have um, a lot of direct references, and we're taking a lot from the old ballads. Um, almost every issue is actually directly titled after one of the old ballads, you know. So um, we definitely have much of the originals. We also just want to make sure that it works on a modern level, because um, I would actually love to do straight adaptations of the originals, too, but this is um, working more with the actual whole Grimm universe, because I, I, I don't know how many titles you read from Zenoscope, but a lot of them are set in the Grimm Fairy Tales world, so it is this very Marvel DC-esque shared universe. So I actually am using some characters that have already been in the Grimm Fairy Tales comics. So I always say that, and I always have to counter it with, it is completely understandable by itself. You don't have to buy any other books to read Robin Hood, but you should. Right. Okay. Right to enrich the experience. And yeah. and when uh, when do you think that or when's the book slated to uh, release? Like when can people buy it? That's gonna be in September. Um, it's up for pre-order now. I believe July previews are already due. Um, so if you pre-ordered issue one, thank you very much. Um, but it will be in comic shops if you haven't pre-ordered um, in September. And issue number two is up for order right now as well in August previews. Um, and it's, of course, available online. They have um, some great sites that will do that for you. But, yeah, um, pretty much September. I can't give you an exact date or even an estimation, but it'll be out in September. Cool. cool. How many um, – is it going to follow the traditional Xenoscope fair? How many covers do you guys think you're looking at? Covers? <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, that's a good question. There are three main covers for the first issues. Okay. Um, they might do an exclusive for the site. That's just me – uh, talking out of my ass, because I, I don't know. They just, um, my, my experience in the past is that I've written some other, like, one shots set in the Grim Fairy Tales world, mm-hmm. and there mostly has been a, a bunch of other exclusives. You know, like, um, my holiday edition had a website exclusive, and my annual had two different Comic Con exclusives. You know, so, um, depending on what con is happening, then I think we have Baltimore then. It'd be cool to put so. it out there. I'm not sure if we're going to, but if we do, we'll probably have a cover for that. But really, I'm j- I have no actual idea. I'm really just talking. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I've seen some covers going forward, and we probably will have some exclusives. But for now, the covers are actually awesome, though. We have a, a cover from pretty big dudes. We have Eric Bosseldua, who we normally have on Zenoscope Books. We have Greg Horn, who's a big name. Mm-hmm. And um, we have this other artist who's actually my favorite cover artist in comics, um, if I butcher his name, I'm sad actually, but um, <laughs> Stefan Cijic, um oh, he okay. does covers right. for, for Zenoscope all the time, and he did this beautiful Robin Hood cover for me, and every time I see his work, I kind of just melt inside, <laughs> so I really hope that I am not paying tribute to him by mispronouncing his name, but he's an awesome dude. 
I, that's yeah. how I would have said it. So, right. You know, if it, it wouldn't be a Comic Bastards podcast if we weren't butchering someone's name. Yeah, so, there <laughs> hey, you go. there you go. <laughs> um, and then you're also, are you going to be working on the Grim Universe? Or are you just doing a story arc on that? Or how, how's that working? Well, actually, um, I, as of now, I've only written Grim Universe number one. I believe someone else is doing number two, and that isn't because I'm off the book or anything. It's that it's not an actual, what you would picture as an ongoing. It's very much an anthology series in that each issue focuses on an individual character. Okay. Um, so say um, the first issue focuses very much on the Greek gods. We have Neptune and this character, Heather Angelos, who we call the Angel. Um, and she and Neptune are in Godstorm, which is a series I'm doing as well. So I just told Raven that I would appreciate being able to write this as well to kind of tie into my Godstorm series, while also kicking off Grim Universe as a series in a big way. But as Grim Universe goes on, we're going to have characters that might be, say, a character that Raven has written more, and then he'll probably write that. But um, I can say that you would probably see me popping up on future Grim Universe titles for sure, but I don't know that I'm going to be the main writer on it, because I don't think there is going to be a main writer on it. Okay, so it's kind of collaborative effort like a, yeah, with like the whole a team. Anthology. Sure. It's kind of cool, though. Yeah, like, um, the way I see it is kind of like um, what DC is doing with their DC Universe Presents book, in that they'll have an arc that features a character that isn't getting much spotlight otherwise, but we're doing it as um, one shot instead. You know, like, um, right. I-, I actually don't know who the characters are going to be going forward, but we have so many characters in the Grim Universe that it's kind of hard to give them all the time they deserve in the ongoing of Room Fairy Tales and Myths and Legends. So um, I think that Grim Universe is a pretty cool way to kind of spotlight them. Nice. Cool. You know, I want to jump back to Robin Hood real fast. Yeah, sure. When, when, you, when we read this book, is, is she going to be more of a fish out of water to begin with? Or is it going to be like, boom, you're here. Now you're shooting arrows and shit. Enjoy. Or is it going to be <laughs> kind of like a slow progression of... You know, where am I? What's going on? Let me get, you know, adjusted to this world, or or is that too much to... Um, It's a very happy mix of both, in that it wouldn't really be fun to follow a character who has no idea what she's doing for five issues. Right. But we also, we're realistic about it, in that if you throw this girl into this world, you're going to have a person who is pretty much like, what the hell am I doing here, and what is this? Mm -hmm. There is magic? Okay, that's kind of cool, but how do I use it? Um... So it's very much we do have that element in it, but we're not going to dwell on it, and we might even use some um, time jumps to kind of play with that because, okay. again, we, we, we want to follow a character who will be Robin Hood, you know, because um, right. I watched the, the Robin Hood with, I think, Ridley Scott Ruff Crow. I watched that, and he became Robin Hood during the ending credits. And I was like, oh, so I kind of watched before the Robin Hood. So I... Going into this, wanted to be sure that while we do watch her become this character, she very much is the character that we're seeing on the covers throughout much of the series. So I just wanted to be sure that she is the hero that we want to follow, we want to read about, not at the end, but actually during the series. And so um, it's a, you said it's going to be a five-issue miniseries. Is it potentially going to be turned into an ongoing? Is this like to, to gauge how well it does before, you know, Xenoscope says, okay, let's do an ongoing? Um, if Xenoscope talked to me today and said, hey, Pat, do you want to do a Robin Hood ongoing? I would say yes. But the model that we're going by is we're kind of going from miniseries to miniseries in that okay. first right now all we do have is five issues for a mini, and that's fine with me because I'm telling a very complete story. 
I'm not going to end it with to be continued because I don't know if it will be continued. Okay, it very cool. much depends on how many people buy the, the first issue and the entire miniseries, which I'm going to ask you guys, please buy the series because I think you love it. But um, that doesn't mean that there isn't a future for Robin because I do have ideas for future series. And my ideal is actually um, following in my editor, Raven Gregory's steps because he did this wonderful trilogy of Wonderland comics. And, um, that is now turned into an ongoing answer to the trilogy. So okay. if I could follow that, that would be ideal for me. But as far as Zenoscope's plans, we have issues one through five. And uh, it is a very complete and epic story, So, but it can go on, I'll say. That's well, I know, cool. <clears throat> I know speaking for Dustin, I mean, I'm interested in it. I'm pretty sure he is, too. Yeah, people. I was actually kind of, um, you know, just with the, the lineup that Xenoscope has, I was kind of surprised that it kind of took them so long to to do Robin Hood. It right, just seemed right. like almost like an obvious answer for their style of book. So, yeah, I was actually very interested. So. Yeah, it's cool because they, they have done many of the normal fairy tale books, but there are other stories like Robin Hood that do make sense to kind of include in that universe. But um, I feel like a lot of that is happening now, though, because now they're doing the Greek God who's Godstorm, and you have them doing Sleepy Hollow now in October. And that's not one of my books. It's um, it's going to be written by Dan Wickline. But they are slowly integrating these other iconic characters into the universe that began as Grim Fairy Tales. Cool. I mean, I think it seems to be like the right time to strike now. So, I mean, oh, definitely. I look definitely. at it this way as long as we're getting it. So. Not that we've even planned this, but this seems to be the year of the Archer. You know, you have, uh, you, you have Brave, you have Hawkeye in the Avengers, and you have Katniss Everdeen. And she very much is customs and clauses, Katniss Everdeen, in that she is a no-nonsense, badass female archer. But she's also, I, I've been comparing her to Katniss very much, but I don't know if you guys watched Veronica Mars when it was on air. She very much is Veronica Mars in the Game of Thrones setting. She's snarky, she's going to take nobody's shit, and she thinks that she's funny as hell. You <laughs> and, just um, uh, got, like, half her audience. Uh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah, she's, um, I also compare her to Buffy sometimes in that she really is kind of a badass and she's aware of it, but she's also a human who deals with her own situations and her own issues. And, um, I'm being sure to keep this very close to the heart of the character as opposed to just making it an action comic because it, it could be a really cool action comic, but I want to make sure we have a balance between who Robin is as a human and who she is as a hero. Well, she sounds like a little whippersnapper and I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm well, glad to hear that. With um, I know you just did the, some work with the swimsuit issue that came out. Uh, um, yeah. And you, you guys wrote my favorite review ever. <laughs> Thank you. Issue, actually. Oh, thanks. thanks. What I was this? And my color, sap, 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 sap. There's a fucking story. Sap, sap, sap. <laughs> 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 Which pretty much... Um, it's true, you know, it's a swimsuit <laughs> issue, and you wouldn't normally expect to open it and see a story, but I'm pretty proud to have written that story, though, because, you know, it's just like a fun little beach bash. You have the uh, characters, the uh, villains, there's the heroes playing volleyball, and that is pretty much what you'd come to expect from a swimsuit issue, but I, I made sure to keep yeah. it very light and fun for uh, readers. You know, you'll have some kind of um, not-so-long-time readers I just did to be stupid, like, um, you see the dark one, the big villain in the Grim Fairy Tales universe. Mm -hmm. He did this awesome cover for an issue of the uh, Dream Eater saga. And he's holding the world and just like kind of crushing it in his palm. And I did a, an exact replication of that in my story with him crushing a volleyball as he serves. Yeah. So it just has <laughs> a lot of those 
feeling it kind of like times to the long-term fans who would buy this and kind of like, oh, that's funny. I know that. <laughs> Speaking of that, what was with that um, the little creepy guy? Um, and how come he wasn't in the proper swimsuit attire? He was just, he just showed little up. Creepy crashing guy. Who are we talking about here? Um, the little like uh, dwarf guy. I don't. Oh, I don't remember Boulder, his name. Boulder, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> he yeah, just. Well, he looked Boulder. creepy because he was out of place. He was like, <laughs> "We're doing volleyball." Uh oh, I did not bring. It's true, actually. Um, and he is out of place there. And I, I kind of addressed that, but he can't even reach the volleyball. You know, it already goes right <laughs> over his, his head. Um, but he is a character that's going to be more and more integrated into the Grim Fairy Tales universe because um. Joe Brusher had him a lot in his arc with, I think, a writer named James Patrick called this with Joe. It's an arc where um, the, the dwarf Boulder and Blake and Sela, the main hero in the Grim Fairy Tales universe, go on this adventure to kind of just get Sela to save her boyfriend Eric from Limbo. And um, Boulder is this kind of funny character who has a very much a buddy cop relationship with Blake. And uh, I actually um, am using those two characters as the main leads in this giant size Grim Fairy Tales book, a 50-page comic that wow. I wrote for October. And it's okay. going to be pretty much the main crazy balls-out event of the Grim Fairy Tales universe this year because it's just this 50-page giant summer blockbuster movie that spans from the, the Mist Realm to Wonderland to Oz, even, this new realm that we're bringing into... Uh, and I say Oz as a new realm in the context of the Grim Fairy Tales universe, of course and Neverland, and it's just this crazy adventure that spans the realms, and he is actually a main player in that, and he, he's been a delight to write, but yeah, it's funny seeing him in contact with these bikini babes, yeah. because he really is not that, obviously, but it, it, it was just fun to throw him in there. I mean, like, you also have the fucking devil there, too. Right. You know? yeah, that's true. I just, you know, I was like, hey, buddy, let's see those abs. I mean, come on. Everyone else got them on display. Um, so what's been, like, the... the the best part or like the funnest part of working with, with Xenoscope? Cause they do seem like a kind of a very different comic book company. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, funnest part actually, uh, huh. a lot of it's fun. I probably love reading the books that other people write. Okay. And because the thing is, and like, I love reading my own work obviously too, cause I'm very pretentious, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but the fun of working in a shared universe is that I'll go to a comic shop Wednesday and buy a book that, say, Mark Miller, who's writing Jungle Book, or that Joey Esposito, who's writing Bad Girls, or Troy Brownfield, who's writing Myths and Legends. I'll go to the comic shop on Wednesday and see them playing with characters that I'm simultaneously writing, which is always just a blast to see. But also, a really fun aspect is talking on the phone with the editors. Um, Raven Gregory is just this really smart storyteller, and... Um, him being my editor and also being one of the main writers of Zenoscope, it really helps me out because he sees story from a writer's perspective. So he's able to see things that I may miss, you know, and and he just he sees story in a very unique way. So um talking with editors and helping them build my stories together has is, is, is been a, a unique treat for me. Nice. Very nice. nice. Yeah. Who who's the hottest chick at Zenoscope? Not like, <laughs> not like, Dennis, not like you know the secretary or the maid or anything or like <laughs> the janitor chick that comes in, like uh, to... yeah, the dwarf. Yeah. No, I... there you go. <laughs> um, um, ah, I mean, 
I'm going to go ahead and promote Robin Hood. Robin Hood is awesome. <laughs> That's right. a good Jeez. answer. <laughs> cool, very cool. <laughs> but, no, yeah, um, they're, they're all unique in their own special ways, he said lovingly. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I'll say Robin Hood officially. Okay, cool, cool. They're actually... A good answer is Venus because she's the god of love, beauty, and procreation. No, yeah. you can't go back. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. You're stuck, you're stuck with Robin Hood, bro. <laughs> yeah, she's she actually one of the big bads in God's film, other miniseries coming out in September. And um, I've had a great time writing her because I got the job doing the Grim Fairy Tales annual, which pretty much just follows her as she recruits all the Greek gods in this big war against humanity. And um, the God's film series is this. The, the culmination of all her efforts and the beginning of this war. And I'm following her through this, and um, she does tend to use her beauty in a very manipulative way. So I guess the technical answer is that since she is the goddess of beauty, no one is supposed to be hotter than she is, so I'll say Venus. I, I think no matter who you choose, none of these girls are going to be last at the party. So yeah. it doesn't, you're like, I've got to go home with her, I guess. <laughs> no, it's true, yeah. Boulder's going to be alone. <laughs> but besides him, yeah, it's true. exactly. Um, well, I think I, we have uh, one really just kind of stupid question that I guess we'll end on. Uh, we'll we'll oh, play the uh, the Mary Kiss Kill, um, and your your three choices are uh, Dan DiDio, uh Joe Costata, and then uh, Raven Gregory. So you can uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get to choose who you want to marry, uh, kiss, and kill from those those three. Kill. Um, okay. Um, I will kiss Joe to get a job in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, he might not want to burn a bridge. I mean, no one's listening to us, unfortunately, <laughs> so it's like, okay. I definitely don't want to burn any bridges because I love both Marvel and DC. But um, Joe Costada seems like he'd be a good kisser, you know? So, <laughs> real sure, not, real soft coffee, <laughs> coffee lips, you know? <laughs> um, no, they're both great editors and I've done a great job. Um, but I'm definitely going to marry Raven because Raven has been an awesome editor and friend. So I, I will marry him and we'll be bros. And I I'll wake up in the morning in a totally different room from him because <laughs> we're going to be celibate together. And he will, <laughs> he will give me advice on stories. That That's the, the marry. And I'm going to kiss Joe and kill Dan, I guess. I don't know. I'll kiss them both and kill them both. I don't, I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Just kisses for everyone. A nice... <laughs> that works. That works. Kisses, high fives, yeah. bro hugs. It's all there. <laughs> yeah. If I never get hired by Marvel and DC, I'm blaming you guys. Yeah. He's like, I am <laughs> completely sorry about all of this. <laughs> we'll, we'll write a retraction letter. We retract that podcast. It never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, um, thanks, for, thanks for joining us. Anything you want to, you know you know, tell the audience or whatnot before? Oh, sure, yeah. I'll just make one last few plugs, I guess. I, I've got three comics coming out in September. They're um, Robin Hood number one, Goth Storm number zero, and Grim Universe number one. And Robin Hood and Goth Storm will continue through January. And in October, I've got Giant Size Grim Fairy Tales, which is the big epic that follows Blake, the Realm Knight, Boulder the Dwarf, and a new hero in the Grim Fairy Tales universe, Ailing, who is a beautiful, independent, hardcore, awesome warrior, ex-princess chick who is going to kick so much ass in the coming myths of the Grim universe, 
and I don't know where she's going, but I would like to write her forever because she's sassy as hell. Um, and yeah, if you want an introduction to that new awesome hero, check out Giants Ice Cream Fairy Tales 2012, and also just stay tuned to Robin Hood and Godstorm because I am going to give you guys some pretty cool comics. And uh, I want to thank you guys for having me because it has been awesome and silly and cool and funny. So thank you. Well, thanks. Thanks for thank being on. Thank you. Um, <laughs> once again, you've been listed into Combazzers Podcast. Thanks so much for Pat for stopping by, sharing his love of the books and his yeah. love of Xenoscope, his creations, everything, everything he has to offer, I guess. Yeah, it was great. It was fun having you on. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed that like I enjoyed your mother last night. She's a cunning linguist, an aficionado about nothing, and she can drone on for hours. <laughs> just kidding. Mom's a classy lady. This is really directed to anyone. It's just kind of out there for you to ponder. You're like, man, I'm going to use that on my friend. His mom is a real classy lady. Always makes us lemonade out while we're hustling by the creek. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Bring it back down. Bring it back down. I guess we're going to talk about comic books because that's what we kind of do here sometimes when in the mood. Mostly. Fancies. Tickles. Pickle. 60-40. I don't do math, man. What did you read? <laughs> um, I read Major Easy. Mm. It's uh... Your mom's Major Easy. <laughs> I softballed that one out mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so Ma- Major Easy was it's uh it was it appeared in Battle like magazine. It's actually a UK uh, character, and basically it was like an anthology book where they'd have a bunch of different um, stories happening in it. A little heavy metal ish. Oh, to, to I'm listening to, now. To well, not not like actual heavy metal. I'm just saying oh. that type of like you know, if you don't know anything about UK right. comics, it's that's what you can relate it's akin to. to that. Um, and so, man, this character, like I I read it and I was just like, it seems like I've seen traces of this character and just about everything else in comics in mm-hmm. a way, but I couldn't nail it down to just like one person. So familiar yet strange. Yeah. So he is this. Um, He's a major, obviously. Mm, I picked up on that. Easy with a Z. Ooh. So, um, and the uh, the thing is, he has this. He drives a, a decked out Bentley. And he's, those are handmade. He's stationed in Italy during World War II, fighting the Nazis. And he just he has like a high powered rifle and six shooters, and that's it. Like he just drives around and fucking takes no orders from anyone ever <laughs> <So funny. laughs> he, he wears a fucking ball cap sweet super scruff does not follow protocol he's, he's wearing he a leather flight jacket sounds out of uniform to me so he is 100 percent jeans flight jacket he's in the army right. fyi and uh <clears throat> yeah he just takes no shit from no one you know smoking cigarettes and stogies all the time actually cigarettes not stogies hmm and, uh, yeah, like, all the stories kind of follow the same pattern. It was usually, it was, like, a three-page story for each little chapter. And this book collects his World War II adventures because they did a prequel showing um, all of his days in, like, Africa and India and stuff predating World War II, um, which I haven't read, but they, they make a lot of reference to it, so I, okay. I know of its existence. And the uh, the creator described him as being 
kind of a mix of um, the guy who was in The Great Escape, his name, I think Richard Corbin, I want to say, and Clint Eastwood from The Man With No Name. Oh. And some some of the stories were really fucking cool. We were just like, oh, that was that was pretty, pretty was sick. There, is there a lot of oh shit moments? Like, oh shit, he just fucking... Yeah, kind of. Like, he just, he's like a fucking dead shot with a sniper rifle. And it's just, uh, like, he'll just be sitting in his car, but with her... And he's like, boop, boop. Shoots a couple snipers. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that sounds good. Makes boop, boop. Yeah. You know. Cool. Um, not heavy on the gore. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a scene where he was fighting this Nazi guy in a uh, slaughterhouse. And it was evident that the Nazi um, corporal or whatever that was charging him was going to go into one of the meat spikes. Mm-hmm. But then they kind of just showed his body, like, Right, so it off screen, like just his butt, like hanging in the air. Was like, oh, so it didn't show like the spikes ripping yeah. his skull asunder, <laughs> flesh and brains yeah, flying. Exactly, but he just all of his comments were just like, like great, just like, hey, fuck you, I'm gonna do shit my own way, like everything, like you disobey direct orders constantly, and. Uh, <laughs> What does the army do? Is the, like the military just like, oh, you? He always gets the job done, you know. He's yeah. just he's just that guy. He's like, you know, make shit happen. Thank goodness he's on our side. Yeah, and it was kind of cool because he didn't. Uh, he wasn't just like I live for the war or anything. Like he wasn't like I'm gonna throw lives away. He was always his character is like I'm gonna find a smarter way to do this. I'm not just gonna throw men at the situation and and hope it hope they run solves. out of bullets. Yeah, exactly. Which you know he comes up against several times with one of the reoccurring um characters that has a, a higher rank than him mm-hmm. like they always just like we want that castle send more send more men your troops up because all those other troops are dead and he was like i'm not fucking sending my men in there so eat a dick and uh, it was interesting to see kind of the british take on world war ii you know growing up in the states obviously and being armed or there. No, but, you know, like, learning through history, like, right. we kind of get our side of it. Like, of we're the most important piece. We, you know, did everything in the war. Right. And uh, and Aaron's giving me the, yeah, duh. And so it was kind of interesting to see, like, their take on it of, like, the dumb Yanks and they're always getting in the way and shit like that. And was, so, you know, I mean... Is that historically accurate? I don't know. That there. sounds like a lot of pinko talk coming from you. Now. History, <laughs> history books, you know, kind of dictate otherwise. But I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know what they teach in English schools or kind of what the popular opinion was at the time or after the war. Because right. this was obviously said after the war. At least I, I believe it was said after the war. I don't know if this comic was actually happening during the war. If it was, it'd be really interesting because you kind of see the progression of like here's the start of the war, and you could tell like oh shit's wrapping up, so we're gonna wrap up our stuff too. Um, but it was, it was actually pretty fun. It was a fun read, and, like, the character, I'm just like, how has no one continued this guy's journeys, right. you know? Because it's, it's creator-owned, but you think someone would reach out to this guy, and I'm like, I fucking love your books, you know? Yeah, Can some, I keep doing... This is some classic yeah. shit you got. <clears throat> and even the even the creator was like, well, you know, people have asked me what this character would have gone on to do after World War II, and he's like, Nazi hunter. Like, straight up, he would just go... Hunt Nazis, and I was like, "That's fucking sick." Where's that story? You know, like fucking do that one. So I mean, it's pretty interesting. It's being put out by Titan Books. I believe it comes out in a couple. I want to say this week, actually. Really? Um, either this week or next week. But it's like this, just a collection. It's called like uh, Heart and Iron, I believe, is the title of it. Mm-hmm. I could have that wrong, but I'll correct it on the review if when I when I figure it out. Um, and 
like I said, it's just collecting his World War II adventures. So. And what's the book called again? For everyone, it's out called there? Uh, Major Easy. There we go. So, just a, just a fucking. He was just a fun character, and like I said, like all the stories, three page stories, and all pretty much follow the same format. Mm-hmm. But like, it was still just enjoyable. Where I just was like, oh, I want to see what sounds uh, pretty cool. What crazy mixed up adventures you get into next? Plays cards with Nazis because they're in a ceasefire. One of them takes his gun. Ceasefire's over. He's like, I'm going to go get my fucking gun back. <laughs> he did. He fucking did. And we got one less Nazi in the world. There is a German version of him. Like, straight cool. up, just a German version of him. Like a Bizarro had, type? Kind of, and his name, his name was like Major uh, Leechit or something. It's the German word for easy. Mm. So it's just like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You know, a little. Nice. Um, but his his character had like the same moral standings as him. He's like, he's worth more than a hundred SS soldiers and shit like that. And he, same thing, like some of his men take kids hostage. He's like, no, I don't fucking, I don't roll that way. Well, you want to do that? You go over the other fucking side of the army. His brother from another mother. Pretty much. Yeah. Nice. And I guess there's like a Australian version that he runs into in his other journeys. I was like, all right, cool. Let's say we're going now. Yeah. I was like, I get it. I get it. But so, yeah, it's pretty good. What about cool. yourself? <clears throat> I read Batman. Earth One. Twi Hard Batman. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're going after a similar demographic. I, I don't know. Say. I don't know if they were. I'd, well, maybe, maybe, no, they, maybe knowing they that afterwards. This one. Maybe they failed. Jeff Johns. Um, Jerry Frank. Yep. I'm familiar with them. What did they do this book or something? They're, they're responsible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let me say Frank's art. This dude's 100% talent. This guy, nice, clean, just goddamn, like he's fucking good. beautiful. Like, yeah, he's you fucking. Could just stare at his pages all day. I mean, I can't. My education forgoes me to give him anything else and describing his art. It's just, it's just rad as shit. The story, on the other hand, is basically. It's a retelling of Bruce's origin for this Earth. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're going to get to see the characters that you recognize from Batman tales and lore and what have you in different roles. Um, certain characters are live. Certain characters are doing different things. But they're not doing enough different things. Mm. And that's what was kind of disappointing. I didn't dislike the book, but I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. I figured that's a... If I gave you, if I pitched you something, I'm like, hey, these two guys are writing it, or this guy's writing it, this guy's drawing it, you'd shit your pants. Yeah. You'd be like, well, this a is lot a, of people did. Yeah, this is the tag team century, you know, this is the champs right here. And especially if they worked so well together on Superman before, mm-hmm. so. So you're like, man, this is going to be awesome. But it wasn't. The book just kind of, it just was blah. Like, I, I mean, just a real quick, like, synopsis, because it's like 140-odd-some pages. Um... The Waynes are alive. Um, Thomas has run for mayor. <coughs> Cobblepot's the mayor. BTW. You'll find that out later. But, you know, this book's been out a while. No spoilers, whatever. Bruce is young. It starts off like almost like a little origin. And he's a douchebag. He's a terrible... He's a piece of shit. Like, he says three sentences and you want to choke him to death. So he's like any child actor. Yeah. Like, just real... Just... Yeah, he's just annoying... He just thinks he's the shit. My parents are rich, blah, blah, blah. Parents just let him run around at him. Just play the asshole, too. It really kind of pissed me off. I was like, you guys deserve some fucking bullets that are coming your way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shitty folks. 
Alfred's there. He's hardcore as fuck. He, he's, he's been in the shit. He's had a duffel bag kind of thing with him. Bad leg, everything. Him and uh, Wayne done some time together, saved his life. So he's like, I'm running for mayor. I want you to be my you know, head of security, yada, yada, yada. Now, now that you say like the whole duffel bag thing, if I could just... Yeah. It sounds like Man on Fire a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Like, like, here's Denzel Washington, only he's a British guy. He could be. Just saying. That's see, it. just something you, you said that. Like, it just resonated. Like, like, I was like, that sounds like fucking Man on Fire. Maybe he got inspired by that. but And that's and then you, that's the jump off. Um, they go to a theater. The lights go out. Cause, and they run out to the alley. Wayne's are murdered by some piece of shit. There's the vengeance. Bruce, being the spoiled douche that he is, only cares about getting vengeance. Doesn't care about the city. Doesn't care about pretty much... He just he wants an end to a means. Basically, he doesn't care about shit. He doesn't have a war on crime. He has a war on vengeance. Yeah, himself. exactly. He's just he's the typical selfish that he's always been. He grows up into that, and mm-hmm. uh, of course, Alfred takes him as his ward and you know tries to kind of help him. But you don't really see that in the book. You don't really see his you know presence except for a couple of times mm-hmm. of like, hey, you need to you know pump the brakes, Turbo. You're doing this. You're not ready for it. And, you know, you need guns. And he's like, no guns. You know, still. I mean, it's still the same kind of Bruce Wayne in a way. Mm-hmm. He just sucks. I don't know. He's just not mm-hmm. He's not interesting. It's just like there's not enough of a spin or interesting build on the character to make this really worth reading in a way. Um, later on, you get Gordon and you get uh, Bullocks in it. But he's like, you know, this Hollywood detective TV show guy that comes in. He's like, hey, I wanted to make a make a name for myself and he's all like you know chiseled chin good looks and really yeah yeah they, they kind of flip them but they totally i don't know they i don't i'll tell you that. they give it up to where he kind of will become the bullock that you know okay so that's kind of interesting babs is in there and she's not as annoying as she should be because mm-hmm. i think she's an annoying character but they kind of just give her like the little mantle too, like, hey, you're gonna be, you know, the Batgirl. You know what I mean? Like, so he just sows a bunch of seeds, and yeah, he just, he, yeah, exactly. He sows a bunch of seeds, and nothing really interesting happens. And Bruce's whole thing is that he believes it was a conspiracy that his folks were killed, and he just runs with it. And you kind of got Gordon and um, Bullock doing their thing over here, and then you got Cobblepot orchestrating this shit over here. Not to just because the book's really kind of long. But nothing really just... There was not one moment I was like, that was fucking cool. Hmm. That That's how you do Batman. Oh, you took Batman. You just shook that shit up. I didn't get any of that. I was just kind of like, here's another fucking mediocre Batman story. He doesn't detect shit. He's not a detective in this at all. He sees an asshole with a lighter and tries to chase it down. This is my dad's lighter. This is my dad's number one dad. Get out of here, man. It was just real remedial. It was it was really disappointing. But So... <clears throat> great to look at. And then he, later on... I just I don't know if it was me, but like the evolution of his suit, his bat suit, it looks like Batman Inc. Mm. Like it has that the the yellow logo, the round like a um, lighted up one. Yeah, where it kind of comes off the uniform a little bit. I was yeah. just like, is that the Batman Inc. suit? It looks really. I don't know. I could have been tripping, but who knows? Hmm. I know it was just kind of whatever. I was just really kind of disappointed. It could be my own fault. I could have just went in there my expectations so high. Well, that... I mean, this was. John's first attempt really at creating because in a way he is creating this world yeah he has a lot to use for reference points or or whatnot but 
I mean, I've never seen creator-owned stuff from Jones. He's always been playing with DC lore. Yeah, he's in their sandbox. Yeah, or, you know, his brief stint at Marvel before he became DC exclusive. Um, you know, I mean, he's had history, or like years and years of the character's history to play with. So I wonder if it's just, maybe it's just a little too foreign for him to, yeah. to really... Maybe that's why no one really went off the path a little bit. Like, everyone was still the same. Like, maybe he just had fun with it. Like, before, you know, um, Bullet becomes, like, the big alcohol, fat guy, just really jaded about the system. He was this guy that was just, you know, ready to make a difference and, you know, cut of his jib, prove his worth and all that stuff. And To me, honestly, it just sounds like he fleshed out the modern-day Batman origin, which wasn't what the superman earth one did the superman earth one yeah. was just like it, i kept brief elements but for the most part it's just, a completely different is, take this is it you know yeah. I'm, I'm doing my own thing i'm doing it new maybe that's what i wanted from this Batman. Yeah. i don't know it just didn't really well that's what they should have done yeah i just think i was disappointed i mean i'm pretty sure people checked it out and they loved it and all that stuff but i just didn't i don't know just kind of beside myself with it i don't know i just yeah. like i read it twice and i was just like man i don't it just does nothing for me. It doesn't excite me. I mean, the, I mean, I can't talk enough about the art, how beautiful it is. But, but it only does so much, you know. Yeah, exactly. I can't. I'm like, man, you can't carry this whole book. I mean, and if John's didn't give him anything to work to with, visually, you know, construct on his own, then yeah, there was a couple of great like panels, I guess, splash pages where you know he smashes through this glass. I mean, there was stuff like that, but I don't know. Nothing really just made me go, wow, this is. This is like a book of the year or some shit. This is this is the when you think Batman, you think this trade. Everyone has to read it. It's it. It was not one of those stories. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, you got to read, you know, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Return. You know, you it's not yeah. one. It's not nowhere near that caliber. Of it's like, not getting put on the bookshelf uh-uh. unless you just bought it. Online. I don't even think it's top ten, top twenty of his adventures. Hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Because yeah, that Superman book, I'd recommend it. This Superman book all was, day long. Yeah, yeah, that was so cool. Like, I'd be like, yeah, you should read this, and you should read Birthright, Birthright. and you should read, you know, Red Sun. You know, like, it's that good. It's that equivalent. Yeah, it's in that category. Yeah, to be honest, I I didn't really see a lot of people talking about it, which kind of scared me. Because the Superman book, you didn't see people, like, they wouldn't stop talking about it. Right. So, and now hearing your uh, kind of lackluster review, it's just like, okay, well, well... Yeah, it's a book that exists, and I'm sure it'll get a sequel, and I'm sure that I'm sure it will. It'll just be, yeah. Maybe, hopefully, if it gets another book, he's over the hump, and he can just really dig in. I don't well, know. Well, yeah, but if the foundation he set up isn't pretty fragile, yeah, isn't different, then if if it isn't different enough, then really you're just reading. Oh, here's it just felt like a watered down Batman, Batman tale. Yeah, he doesn't do so. anything but be annoying. I mean, Alfred was cool. Like Dent, or um, not Dent. Bullock was kind of cool. Gordon was kind of cool. Um, some of the things they made, like the, like Cobblepot do, like just his mannerisms were kind of cool. Everything was okay, but like, you mean Batman? Like, big vagina. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. What else did you read? I uh, I've actually been sitting on this for a couple weeks. I um, I found it during comic-con and just we've been we've been overloaded on this podcast and i haven't had a chance to talk about it it's called bottom of the ninth it's by uh, it's from ryan woodward 
and <clears throat> it is probably one of the best digital comic books I've ever read. Ever. So, because it embraces so much of what makes a digital comic book cool. Um, it has little interactive moments. Mm-hmm. It has audio clips. It has animated elements. But you can still just read it like a comic book. And it just has like little kind of animated So someone got it right. Parts. Yeah. Someone basically got digital comic books right. And what it is is the uh, they have it. It's called New Baseball League. And it's like, it's kind of, it's, it's pretty insane. It's almost like Blurns Ball from Futurama. Mm-hmm. Um, it has crazy advertising and stuff like that. And there's this first female pitcher. And everyone's like, well, this chick's not going to do shit. It's because, totally Futurama. Yeah. Because the, um, the pitcher on their team, he's like the only reason people go see this team because they suck. Right. And he, they just go to see him hit home runs. The pitcher's hitting home <laughs> runs? Yeah. And, but he's a shitty pitcher, too. What the? Yeah. This so, is crazy. Um, and so finally, the team's doing so bad, and it's like, the coach is like, fuck it, put put the chick in. You know, just put her in. Let's see what she can do. And she throws, like, this huge, amazing fastball, and everyone's like, oh, fuck. And then suddenly, everyone in the audience is talking about her. Mm-hmm. But she does, she's not like, she's a Jeremy Lin, if you will. Right. She's not signed. She has no endorsements, nothing. And the thing is, when they talk about the other guy, the the pitcher that she replaced, every time someone tweets about her or something, they make money off of it. Mm. And they only have this Wi-Fi connection for the stadium and stuff because they allow that. Right. And so when they start talking about her, they block it. They're like, no, we're, uh, we're not making a dime. Shut it down. Double the sure. coverage on the other dude. And that's kind of where it ends. Um because it sets a stage so much of you getting there and establishing like the baseball and like the stadium's crazy. It has this like crazy arc and shit to it. Um, like it's very looks like something out of Battle Angel. Yeah, it's very futuristic and stuff. And there's a little just interactive moments um, where the like these news guys are driving there and they're talking about everything and like you kind of hear their con- you can hear part of their conversation or mm-hmm. you see them driving for a moment and you can activate their boosters to get them there faster and activate their camera and shit. That's cool. Um, they have a little announcer guy talking and then, you know, aside from just like the little story, they'll have little pages where it's like, you hear the girl like thinking in her head, right. but that's the interactive part. So it's not, it's like a bonus to the story. It's so not, it's not mandatory that I sit there and have to activate all this shit to get the full story. It's just a little, yeah. Hey, I want to read this again and play with it and show it off to my friends. And yeah, exactly. So, um, as far as I know, it's only available on the iOS store. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on Android or not. Um, but yeah, it was just like, I was super impressed. I loved the world it created because it is like, here's this new twist on baseball. Right. And in a way she kind of represents old school baseball mm-hmm. interacting with this new you know, just new version of it. Yeah. And in a way it's like a commentary about what baseball has become where it's all about that advertising and, and yeah. And just hitting home runs. Cause that's, yeah. that's it. You know, that's what they show up for. And she's like, I'm going to show up and pitch. And you know, I mean, just like the way this functions as a digital comic book, it even has little ads that are cool to play around with and have little, little things to, mm-hmm. to do in their own. Um, I mean the animation style, I like it a lot. It's very cool. And I, I hope to I hope to see more of it. I mean, they were giving it away apparently for free on Comic Con, and then now it's like I think a dollar ninety nine or something like mm-hmm. that. 
but it's totally worth it and it's definitely one of the most impressive digital comic books i've seen and what's it called again it is called bottom of the ninth cool so definitely something to check out it's by ryan woodward again and he he did all of this well he drew it he did animation he you know put the money for it he got the um you know the boy he either did the voices himself or you know, had friends or whatever yeah. do it and and it's not bad you know it's not you're not like oh you're giving him an oscar but it was like oh that's cool you know right right, right. you know you you set the tone right especially the announcers you're like yeah i believe you guys are announcers you sound like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about that's cool <laughs> um and just the, you know there's just a lot of just a lot of extras gone into this presentation so it looks pretty cool i think <laughs> yeah Hopefully there's like a at least a sample or something in motion people can check it out and see. If I think if you um, want to put down the money for it, but it looks worth it. Yeah, I think you can actually kind of check out more of it at uh, their Facebook page. Just um, on novelty alone, it looks interesting. Yeah, or bottomoftheninth.com where it's like a dash between each words of bottom mm-hmm. dash and of and et cetera, et cetera. So definitely worth checking out though. Cool. What a. Uh, is there anything else? That, uh... You want me to go? Keep going? I got another one. Yeah, because I, I mean, I can tell you what I read, but no one's going to give a shit. It was just, uh, I just caught up on a bunch of books that it's sitting on, like Green Lantern Court and Green Lantern. So Go go for it. I think I'm telling you about Green Lantern, because I, I like to just get caught up on that one myself. But I think Green Lantern Court is probably one of the best 52 books right now. I don't think it that just seems... a good reboot. Yeah, I don't. I think people sleep on it though. Like, I don't think they know what to do. Like, Guardians is kind of terrible. Um, just like the story, the art, everything's just kind of like, bleh. and if you're reading it, that's cool. But I think Corpse is kind of just like this. I don't know. It's just this little gem that I don't know if anyone cares about it or there's any hype. Or t- I never hear anybody talking about it. I remember when it launched. Um, I mean, I'm only on like issue seven. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're like four ahead of me now. I think. Um, yeah, I liked it better than Green Lantern. Yeah, like like I enjoyed reading it more than any of the other Green Lantern books. Like, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, I like Green Lantern more now that I've caught up with it. But I don't know. I just think the relationship between Stewart and Guy is like really good. Like they come off more of friends that you know down for whatever kind of thing. Like I got your mm-hmm. back and. It don't. It doesn't feel like they just shoehorned them together. Like, oh, you're the other two popular fucking lanterns. You guys go do some adventures. It doesn't feel like that. It just feels like, hey, these guys are homeboys, and when they're together, you're like, oh, this is cool, and you know, and just the shit they have to do and put up with. I mean, I'm not gonna cover like fucking eleven issues or whatever, but yeah, I just think it's a they're entertaining. They're well, I think the reason it works is because they have been shoehorned together. For so many years in the previous series but now mm. you get kyle reiner out of the way and suddenly you're like oh this is, is he like... is he anyone's favorite green lantern you think yes why because for some he was their only green lantern it's the whole like wally oh i see wally I west see is my my flash thing right, right. or you know whatever wally west is not my flash barry allen is although i might switch back to wally if they keep fucking up barry allen. i'm like just kill him <laughs> fucking kill him again this is balls this book kind of sucks yeah, I still have not read it since the first issue. I mean, I've wow. I've caught you know I've read tidbits and stuff about what the story is. I know it exists. Well, you know I'm, I'm not ignorant to what's happening in the book, and it just I read stuff. I'm like, oh, I've still 
you're still not interesting me no. enough to give you a, sh- a second shot. So it's too bad too. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of those like uh, mainstay mainstay titles, like the big big names, Flash, Green Lantern. They just kind of some of them got really fucked up. Like even Superman, like just got fucked up in the the reboot. Yeah. Okay, I can do them. <laughs> I'm working there. Yeah, I just you just write it out and kind of hope for the best and. See well, what I mean, whatever happens. they're fucked now. I mean, they gotta just stick with that shit. They can't reboot again. Everyone's gonna call bullshit and just be like, well, "Fuck you! You're just gonna do this every two years." They can. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As long as there's some enjoyable stories, that's all that matters. To me. That's all you can really hope for in the long run is just cherry pick what you like the best and call it call it good, I guess. Yeah. Um, another book I read. Okay. Not what I have in front of me. I okay. read Lenore. And uh, I'm going to look up the guy's name that writes it because I don't remember. What's it about first? Lenore is the, she's this little undead goth girl. Okay. You've probably she's been around for like twenty years. Is that little girl with like the A cut and like the black dress? Yes. Yes. Alright, I know what that is. Never read it before. Yeah. Got sent the book and they're like, here's the newest chapter. You know, he's he's back. He's doing now you got like a backpack and a lunchbox with her on it? Damn near. She is <laughs> adorable, first of all. No, it's it's really just like it's um <laughs> it's really a, like a sixth sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So if you you know, like like drowning puppy dogs and shit. Uh, not that quite. Uh, right, too far. Uh, bring it back. Well, back. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so okay. Um, and it's just uh, I don't know. It's just it was just like really funny, um, stories where just a weird sense of humor. Uh, there's this guy with like buttons for eyes that's like stalking her, and she goes on this huge long tangent of like what she loves more than him. And what she, you know, would rather do than to ever see him again. And it was just funny. It was like this huge long list of just like random ass shit. But I, I got a lot of a lot of chuckles out of it. It just worked. Yeah, and I, I like the art style a lot. There's a character whose name I completely have space now because it's blanked very, on it. Yeah, it's a very bizarre. But this name. book's been around for a while, or this uh, character, I should say, right? Yeah, 20 years. This is like his fourth book. Wow. Um, and he starts with an opening where he's just like, I need more cruel things that children do to each other because I don't. He's like, I'm running. Because he calls them like different things. Like, uh, this one's called uh, swirlies. And there's wedgies and, and stuff like that. And he's like, I don't, you know, he's like, I need, he's like, I'm halfway considering going and paying a child to do something to another kid just so it spreads <clears throat> around the nation so that when wow. I call the book that people will know what the hell I'm talking about. So, I mean, it's funny. It's just, no, right. And he tells, uh, like, he'll draw himself into it. Mm-hmm. And um, when I say he, I should say Roman Dirge is his name. I might be mispronouncing Pretty that. sure. Pretty Probably sure. Probably it's what I'm known for. Um, he has these little side adventures of himself mm-hmm. where he's like, on a blind date with this girl in a bar and this guy came up to him and he's like, you're a vampire and started strangling him as he's trying to explain to his date, you know, hey, weird shit just kind of happens to me. So if you know, you see weird shit, just, this is, just take this it. is kind of, yeah. Ride. And then the guy came up and was like, you're a vampire. And then he punched him and his friend's like, hey, did you just hit my friend? He's like, 
called me a vampire and was choking me. He's like, dude, you don't choke people. He's like, vampires, you got you got to stake them through the heart. <laughs> and he was just like, we should go now to his like date. And it's just like, did that really happen? Weird. Yeah, these are like he just he shares all of his embarrassing stories. Wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, the subtitle is the cute little dead girl. That's one of the, and huh. it just it was it was funny. I was like, I I can understand why this story has been around. Is and it, he does just a really good job of making it. So basically, it's his writing that is the yeah the anchor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the art's still really good too. I mm-hmm. mean, if you don't like his art style, then that's your personal preference. But right. his composition, and everything is very, you know, very clean, very crisp, and, and just looks good. Like you want to look at it and be like, "Oh, a child drew this." Yeah, what's going on here? I can't make out. Yeah. So, just uh, and this one um. I think it also comes out this month and it actually reveals her origin which was a very very humorous story so and she's kind of an ass like she she buries or she does there's one little tale where uh one of the characters his name's ragamuffin and he's like this 300 year old like dog type creature mm-hmm. um whenever he goes to sleep she does things to him in his sleep and she has like this photo album she's like here's you with the, the hilton inn in the swimming pool swimming in your own pee <laughs> and then she's like here's you at this uh this gay club essentially i dressed you like a sparkly cowboy they really loved it and they don't show like they just show his response of looking at the picture he's like oh my god like not literally the picture yeah so, so. is this a, like an all ages book or what <laughs> um you know it doesn't really have like swearing or anything like right. that like you could you know i want to give this to like like baby's first book or anything right but i mean i can definitely see like young children being amused by it you know it doesn't really tackle any adult themes it doesn't right. it mostly refers to stuff in a kind of a muppets fashion where it's like you know that jokes for adults but it comes across okay for children whimsical enough for yeah, children exactly. to grasp it so. and not go daddy what's a gay club and you're exactly like, that's where exactly. i met your mama you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah they, they don't actually say like that's a gay club right yeah. right so um yeah it was just, is it a it was, trade or how does it present it was a uh, well, it was like a hardcover. Okay. Like it comes out the hardcover first. And actually, uh, Titan Books is, he switched over to their publisher. Mm. Like, I guess he had some drama. At other, he's like, I'm a, he even says, he's like, I'm a new publisher, reprinting every fucking thing. Um, it's a much better deal for me. And it'll, it sounds like he was stuck dealing with so much legal shit that he stopped creating for a while. And so he's like, now I'm going to do, you know, Back hopefully he's like, I'll have another book out next year or whatnot. So. Um, I mean, it's pretty lengthy. It's not like a super long read or anything, but you know, he draws a lot of content in there so I can see the book taking him some time. So yeah, but, uh, pretty fucking cool. So if you're a fan of that, you're probably like, no shit, dude, I already know, but <laughs> thanks for telling me about this new book. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I mean, if you ever just saw it, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things I've always seen it, but yeah, what, what's never it all read about? It. Yeah. Where it come so from? when they were like, Hey, you want to check this out? I was like, fuck yeah, I do. So, all right. It's almost cool. like a proceed its own legend kind of thing You're yeah like, exactly i gotta get a piece of that it's like john the homicidal maniac it's like you know it exists but yeah. i've never fucking read one if someone was like you want to read this i'm like fuck yes i want to yeah. read this and then if it turned out great then that's awesome if it was like eh, you know whatever not for but, me right but i you know at least would check it out so yeah uh, you, you read anything else like i got one more i can squeeze out really fast or like we could just end this shit and people are probably like i don't want to hear about cute little dead girls <laughs> depresses me 
No, it was a topsy trivia week for myself, so I didn't get too much reading done. Um, I can just real quick. I read Warren Ellis's Dark Blue. It's like a, I guess it came out a while ago, maybe around two early two thousands. Shit, I don't know. Aught thousand. Yeah, twenty XX. You can just group it in there somewhere. Terrible book. Well, just, that was a book. Yeah, I think so. Kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, basically, some, something else on the title. I think it's an indie book, anyway. I think it was a mini done by Avatar because that's kind of how they roll. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, about this cop that's in this seedy city trying to catch this killer. Of course, it's Warren, so there's extra super violence, which is always cool. Uh, it's really just you know, graphic corpses anywhere. He's trying to catch this serial killer, and then <clears throat> basically he finds out that he keeps seeing these little. Uh, almost like calling cards around um, about this this like, like code. I can't remember what it was, so don't get all pissed. It, it's basically this drug, and he finds out that the world he's in was induced by the drug. Hmm. And he wakes up, and he's basically in this hospital, and they were, they were running the drug on him, and the drug put him in this like catatonic coma state-esque thing, but okay. the drug built this world for him in his mind. So he thought, you know, he's like, I am a cop, you know, I am doing this stuff. And they're like, no, man, we built that. That's that the drug did that to you. That's how you reacted to it. We've been monitoring you the whole time. And he's just like, well, that's the only world he knows now. So he's like, fuck it. He's like, I won't send me back. And they're like, no, man, you're, I can't send you back. We can't give you that. No, you're, you're gonna, it's gonna fucking kill you. He's like, I don't give a shit. Send me back. I mean, they, and then the chick's like, fuck it. Because the, uh, the doctor that's kind of monitoring him is like, she's his partner in the dream world. So he has uh, like that correlation of like, you're playing this role in my dream. You're playing this role. You're playing this role. World, yeah. okay. Right. And then now that he knows what the world is <clears throat> and what he can, like he can almost control it a bit. Okay. So he goes back under because he wants to check, he wants to get this guy for all these crimes that he's been killing these people. And... He's like, you know, I'm gonna get you, you son of a bitch. And he splits the city in half, so it looks like it's liquid. The whole thing splits. He takes the shot, and the buildings basically part like the Red Sea, blows the dude's head off. Damn. And he's like, I got him. And then that's it because his body can't he can't take the stress of the drug and being doing that yeah. anymore. And like that was it. And you're like, oh, that was actually kind of cool. Uh, spoiler, right? I guess. Yeah, it's been spoiler. out for like ten years or some shit. <laughs> Someone was like, this sounds interesting. And then, I not anymore. Yeah, right, it's more well, of the journey. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we say here. But, uh, I don't know, it was, it was kind of cool. cool. Yeah, like, hmm. and then there was like a little afterward thing where he's just like, yeah, I heard about this drug. And I guess it's something, the, I, the world, like he, he read this news story and it totally just inspired him for this idea of how there was something similar out there. And he just kind of wrote this little quick story all around it. And, and what was it called again? Uh, Dark Blue. Dark Blue. Hmm. It's on Avatar. I mean, it's older, so good luck finding it. Because, I don't know, Avatar's usually like, hey, well, that was a while ago. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Like, eh, yeah. Interest yeah. dies, print runs, they stop. Yeah, so, exactly. So, I mean, you can probably find it in... Back, bug them at Twitter. Back bin. Yeah, I'm sure that some, like, fucking mile high probably was like, yeah, we got like 30,000 of them, because yeah. we do, we just... We just store books in case someone wants one. Maybe one it got collected. In like twenty years. I think it was only like four or five issues. Well, I'm sure if Avatar did, they had at least a, put it in a trade at some right. point. So, 
Oh, it was pretty cool. It was black and white. Like, so it was just, but it was a real clean. I can't remember who drew it. Fucking cares, but it was cool. Who cares about that artist? That's cool. Sounds interesting. Until I ruined it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The book's old as shit. I mean, that's just like telling you how the fucking Bible is. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you say that, someone's not going to buy it now. I don't know. Someone's going to find a complete set on eBay and be like, yeah, fuck it. Parts of Red Sea, shoots the guy, fuck it. What do I need to <laughs> buy this shit for? Then he sees it and he's like, oh, it was fucking magical. I should have bid on that. Fuck. No, it's only 95 cent. <laughs> what, else, uh, what else did you read? I think we're good. You're good? Uh, yeah, I can Tired save of it. Reading. I can save um, it for next week. It's uh it's more digital goodness, so save it. Spice it up. You know what I don't want to save for next week? No. I want to kinda of introduce something. Alright. Just to kinda of bring it into the world. Yeah. I wanna do that too, and I wanna I mean I know there's people that listen to us, thank you for that. And there's people that visit the site, thank you for that. I kinda of wanna see where you guys are coming from, because I know Sometimes you, there's something in comic books, and it, it's usually, I hate to say it, but it's mostly DC and Marvel because their characters have been around for so long, and they have this blind loyalty or allegiance for what, whatever reason. You like what you like, so you read it. That's yeah. great. So you like them both? That's great, too. But sometimes they do stuff that just really <clears throat> get you hot. Like, I can I can throw out a couple. Um, uh, what, I can't right now because now my brain's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> one one um, more day. Okay, one more day. Perfect jump off. Uh, Clone, Clone Wars, whatever. Clone Saga. Clone Saga. Clone Wars sucks on its own right, but <laughs> blue and red Superman. Yeah, blue and red Superman. Hell, the whole Fifty Two reboot. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, fuck, dude, that pisses me off. I just kind of want to know what it, what else out there that just kind of gets you guys pissed off when you see something. I mean, like the Final Crisis ending, for example. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call this, Kevin? Um, I call that really tears my turd box. Tears my turd box. <laughs> Got a lovely ring to it. And I'm not, I'm not sticking with that title, but um, nope. Since if, don't know. If a lot of people are crazy, I mean, just you, just, you say you just read some. You're like, I oh, really tears my turd box. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like chaps my hide, but it's way fun. Way, way more fun to say. Because then people start thinking, what's a turd box? I think it, I don't think they have to think. I mean. It could be anything you wanted to be. Is it, it could an be actual a... box of turds, or is he just talking about my ass? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna think it's an actual box of turds. It could be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> it could be your new, brand new puppy's brand new name. <laughs> Turd box, get over here! God, you shit everywhere. So, combasters.com. There's a contact page. Facebook. Everyone's cool with that. Yep. Twitter. Google Plus. If you're so inclined to, you can contact us through any of these mediums and just go, you know what, guys, this is what really tears my turd box. Yeah, put that as your subject head. Yeah, that's your, if that's the beef, this is your subject. Go, this tears my turd box. Whatever happened to Dreamwave? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I'm like, well, sit back for a two-hour podcast <laughs> yeah. because I'm about to take you on a fucking journey. So we'll do that. If you guys send us the questions of what, what tears your turd box, it doesn't have to be, you know, it, just comic related would be nice. I mean, I can't address the ways of the world, but. Yeah. Well, or if you have like a movie here and there, I don't want to see like. Comic book movie. I mean. Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah. Just if it's a comic book movie, that's fine. Um, 
if you wanted to sprinkle some sort of like nerd shit in there every once in a while, that's cool too. Kind of want to keep it comic book in the beginning. Yeah. For fun. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, let's go. What's here's my turd box. And you tell us, and then we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it. About yeah, you can leave your names. Like tears our turd box, and yeah, of course we'll give you. Yeah, we'll credit. give we'll give you a little shine. We'll give you the credit. Like, hey, this is coming from Jim in Omaha, and. Apparently, I'd love it if there was a Jim and Omaha listening. He was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, I don't even have to send shit in, motherfuckers. Woo! He's like, um, yellow daredevil tears my turd box. I'd be like, oh shit. And I'd be like, well, you're crazy. Because apparently you <laughs> yeah. didn't see Raphael Grandpa's version of him. Look at that shit. Done. That, that was just, I just threw that out there. Not saying that. I know, but I'm just giving that as a for instance of what exactly you could expect. Exactly. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Deal? Deal. Deal, Kevin. I totally... Word. Try to read more books next week. Oh, I will. I Everyone listen. I'm going to the contact page right now. Click, click, click. Enjoy that virus. Click. <laughs> what tears my turd box is you guys saying turd box so much. So there you go. That's my challenge to you. All right. Cool. Everybody hands in. Mm-hmm. Hands in. See you next week. A comic book, Reginald? Are you sure? As sure as I am of your disgusting pig knuckle touch. All right, Reginald, you be careful. Uh, let me see here. I'm just going to flip through a couple of pages. Oh, oh. Yeah, I can't read. <gasps> oh, dear God. I can't read. I know. The only words I know are Bologna and Jalapeno. Oh, oh. bologna and jalapeno? Oh, that sounds delicious. Our lives are filled with such chows. Oh, it's chaos. Chaos, you stupid slag. Don't fight it. When you fight it, it hurts me. Bring in the thunder and dynamite. Why won't you shut up? I'm sweating now. What was that? You can stop it.